0: With just standard NLP model um, AI, you can have the chatbot learn your internal knowledge base, learn your external help center, pick up on on the answers. And it's perfect. In in, in many interactions, it's just perfect. It gives the perfect answer quickly. It doesn't send your client on a wild goose chase with a link. It doesn't have to do that. And uh, you've seen ChatGPT and how precise it can be with the answer if it has the knowledge customer experience is just kind of the full experience that your client has or your visitors have, have with your website. So that really goes beyond a department of customer experience or a customer support team. Um, that's marketing, that's product, that's the true uh, experience of uh, someone going through your website through your service right so that to me encompasses everything i, I would say that the channel is live chat talking to a real person getting a, an answer quickly and it is mimicking the real life experience right you go to the store you expect to find a person and uh, we, we hear about this constantly uh, we want to, to have the real life in-store experience online and we're afraid that the chatbot can do it and and i think that Uh, The reason why is that we've all seen a bunch of very underwhelming chatbots going online and we know how how wrong it can go, but it can also go right if you you do it correctly.
1: If you want to improve customer service, increase sales and build customer loyalty, then pay attention to this episode as you're going to learn about how to leverage live chat, chat GPT and AI to improve not only customer support, but also as a highly effective customer acquisition channel. So stay tuned. This is the 2x e commerce podcast hosted by Kunle Campbell. Welcome to access to the 2x e commerce podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Marios Laza, who is the CCO or chief customer officer at Tidio, a customer experience platform that serves over 300,000 e commerce merchants globally, most of which are on the Shopify platform. Today, we discuss customer success, and it's important in retention, marketing, and long-term e-commerce growth. You get to learn about how to leverage technology, particularly AI technology, in the right way and to optimize for customer success. So why should you listen to this episode? Well, firstly, you're going to learn about the benefits of using AI-powered chatbots and live chat for customer support and lead generation, as well as how to use it as a leverage to save time and improve communications. You'd also get to learn about the insights on making the most of your website traffic and turning more of your visitors into buyers by triggering the right chat bot at the right time. Finally, you'd understand the importance of live chat as an underrated customer acquisition channel and how it can provide instant gratification to customers and lead to upselling and voucher opportunities. So if you want to improve customer service, increase sales, and build customer loyalty, then pay attention. Without further ado, let's get started. Let's take a short pause to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Let's talk about the importance of retention in e-commerce growth and the role that marketing automation plays in achieving it. When it comes to marketing automation, the gold standard platform for e-commerce is Klaviyo. I've been using CLAVIO since 2017, and I've watched it evolve from an email-only platform to a unified customer platform with integrated email and SMS capabilities. Not only have I watched it evolve, but I've been able to use Clavio to roll out highly targeted messaging flows to VIPs and high-risk customers who are about to churn and even implement on-site behavior-triggered message flows, all with high deliverability rates, I've never once had to worry about not being able to use Klaviyo for even my wildest automation and optimization dreams because Klaviyo has deep integration with my tech stack with over 300 integrations. It's no wonder why over 100,000 brands trust Klaviyo, including big names like Glossier, Iconic London, Wilkinson Sword, Italys, Grind, and Blender's Eyewear, and that's Octelian where we acquire digital native brands in both the health and beauty and the food and beverage industries. We use Clavio in our portfolio brands like Lean Caffeine. With Clavio, you will have a single platform to personalize at scale and connect with your customers to grow more profitably and sustainably on your own terms without having to rely on expensive strategies like paid advertising. So don't wait Try Klaviyo today and take control of your e-commerce growth. Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash 2X. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2X. Hey, Marius, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Hey fantastic 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 I've been looking forward to to this conversation because I feel like customer success is a, a missing piece in a lot of the conversations we have on the 2x e-commerce podcast and just given the depth of your experience I just think you're the man to, to kind of guide us through particularly in these in these trying times where every merchant every operator is looking to to leverage retention marketing for for long-term growth so who is myris Lasser as in who, who are you I want to serve you to take us back to your childhood <laughs> and and walk us through to, to 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 you being CCO at Tidio today
0: well there, there's a lot to unravel both in my uh experience and also in customer success so I think that that's a, a nice uh match there as well but uh for me i always actually worked in technology and i was always extremely passionate about technology even before i started working so i always kind of had that bug of how can how can we use this right and even when i got my my first job in technology i think it was actually seo article writing uh i i was thinking that i i I could probably do this for free because I'm having so much fun. So uh, I was surprised that people were willing to pay me to do something on a computer. And, uh, and that was just the beginning. So that was maybe 15 years ago. And I had about five years of kind of going through some SEO article writings, of, uh, just a kind of a, a bit of content writing, a bit of marketing and the community management. And that's when I started to get drawn towards customer success, customer experience and uh, let's we can even talk about of uh, the buzzword behind customer success and and what that means in a, in a bit i'm sure um but then i got the opportunity to to work for a company called Instapage which was all about landing pages and conversion rate optimization and i built a global customer experience team uh, about uh, 70 80 people at one point um in from all over the world and uh, kind of Uh, grew up the ranks uh, to the VP of customer experience uh, for for them. So I was always kind of tied closely to customer success, conversion rate optimization, personalization. And then uh, when I had the opportunity to join Tidio, of course, being uh, a leader in customer experience, working for a customer experience platform, uh, it's kind of a a perfect match. So I I really enjoyed uh, the the first uh, year or so since since I joined uh, working now with a bunch of online stores, but also other clients as well, and leveraging customer success to to kind of increase sales.
1: Hmm. That's that's very very interesting. Now, prior to your SEO days, I, I also share share SEO days with you. I, I I know the impact of of writing. What drew you to 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 the net? You know what kind of teenage teenage years did you have? I, I really want to go down to to understand who you are, I, I, and and I, I feel you're a techie mm-hmm. by heart. Mm-hmm. But let's let's go a bit further back. Who, did what what attracted you to to the internet and and, and the web?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I don't think this is going to be a surprise, but it, it was gaming of course, so uh, <laughs> it must have been gaming, The getting the, the first computer and not being able to, to step away from it. And I'm not sure how it happened. Uh, must be some typing speed game, but, uh, <laughs> I'm actually a fairly fast typer. And for uh, any, any of your friends out there that, that maybe are into that, I think my record is 136 words per minute or, or something. And I, I believe oh the average God. is close up to 70. Yeah. Um, so, so fairly quickly, I started getting into just typing and then, um, yeah, so it was definitely gaming for a very long time. And then, uh, I I started kind of just using software. I think I, I. I yeah, I, I had a nice stint of uh, building maps for Counter Strike. So actually, using mm. the the program that builds maps. So I, I got into kind of mapping design as a teenager, and then I realized that my maybe my typing speed is more suited towards writing articles real fast. So mm. I was able to really uh, <laughs> put out some volume and maybe rival ChatGPT
1: <laughs> with my <laughs>
0: uh, with my speed of writing articles in my teenage years. So, uh, but it, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of gaming to, to
1: writing. Okay, interesting, interesting. And I also picked up your the the nice conversion or con con the 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 more the bringing together personalization CRO to 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 your role, you know, your role with Instapage. Do you want to speak to the importance of having that understanding so you serve customers as best you can from a CS standpoint, so from a Mm -hmm. customer success standpoint. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I I like the opposite perspective, right? The perspective of the visitor. So I'm not even thinking about it from me as working at at, uh, this company that does landing pages and conversion optimization, or now uh, TDO, which does customer experience. But me as a user of the internet, right? When, When you go online and you have, an excellent experience. You don't really know the effort that went behind it, and uh, I would venture to bet that whenever you had like something really unique, you, you you kind of went through something very smoothly. You bought a product, you got something new, or even just browse the internet, and it, and it was nice. Um, there's actually some personalization behind it. There was a lot of SEO work. There was a lot of yeah. uh, marketing behind it, and you you had a, a smooth and great experience because someone put a lot of effort into it, right? So um, to to me the shortest road to offering that experience is personalization. So you have to know who your visitors are so you can give them what they were looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, I, I think that's kind of the, the the thing that I'm trying to replicate and, and yep. help our clients replicate for their visitors. So, so yep. people just have a better experience when they browse in the web, right? You want that for yourself, you should want that for your, visitors.
1: Yeah. To help people, you need to know them. You, you need <clears> to know <throat> them, that, that fundamental there. Let's talk about Tidio. What? How many merchants you 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 you've amassed a lot of reviews on 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 the you know Shopify app store. Um, you seem to be predominantly e-commerce focused, particularly on the Shopify platform. Obviously, the biggest you know um, e-commerce platform in, in on the planet right now. Um, what 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 is your size? How many merchants do you serve? And you know, yeah, let's let's jump into that.
0: Yes, so we we have a lot of strong metrics, I believe. So I I think you already mentioned we're we're the highest rated um, app. And and if you kind of search for TDO anywhere, you're going to see that we're we're always uh, kind of at the top of the ranks. But we also have the volume behind it. So I really like that. We have about 300,000 active installs right now uh, globally. mostly online stores, but also other uh, websites as well. Mm. Um, and we're also getting about half a billion views uh, of our widget every, every month. So massive volume and still an incredibly high satisfaction rate uh, across the any networks uh, should kind of tell the story of what we're trying to do, right? Um, so yeah, that, that, that's kind of uh, where we're at in terms of those numbers. Um, we have a team that's mostly based in Europe, uh, about 200 people. Um, we also have a few people in wow. Latin America, someone in Canada as well. So we're kind of growing the team globally because we are working with clients from all over the world, right? And then we don't really have kind of that that focus maybe, if you will. We really wanted to see if we can expand this to everyone, right? So we have hmm. the the free plan on one end, we have TDO Plus on the other end, which uh, started like around $300 a month. But um, we have this volume because we kind of allow everyone in, right? If you're mm-hmm. a small business, start slow. Uh, if you're a larger business and you need our help setting it up, we can do that for you. So you get a dedicated customer success manager and, and kind of we work with you on that. Um, but we have we, we have this range and, uh, and we're trying to work with it.
1: Mm-hmm that's a lot of merchants you're you're serving and um it it, it warrants the the size of the company and, and i think um i would i'd like to ask you know with is majority of your team ser- you know customer success <laughs> in that self you know trying to, to, to help you know this volume large volume 200,000 plus you know merchants who who use um or who generates half a billion you know page views you know through the Tidio, um you know app essentially
0: we we have to give credit to product right so a lot Mm -hmm. of it is self-serve anyone can kind of sign up and and again we we kind of have this open feature policy so there's not really a lot behind any type of paywall Uh, you can sign up and just use it and you can use it yourself so we actually leverage our own tool to to automate some of this so we have our own uh, chatbot on our website within our application so uh with kind of the high volumes uh, of new signups that we get every day um they get in the product and luckily kind of the product is set up in a way where you can be up and running i think our average up and running time is eight minutes so you mm-hmm. can be uh, live in eight minutes uh, you can use our own chat box to, if you have any questions you can reach out to our support team of course 24 uh, 5 which can help you uh, and that's kind of the the most we can do with the the high volume of users that we're getting mm-hmm. and that's when we get uh, requests from like some of our larger sign-ups, larger clients, where um, they do want that one-to-one relationship, and, and we do have a plan for that. So um, that's where we have the human intervention, but we were able to kind of automate product and, and chatbots to, to help um, the huge volume of merchants help themselves and build what they need to support their business. Mm,
1: makes sense. Makes sense. So you're very product-centric and it and <clears throat> reflects in, in, the, in the manpower behind Tedio. Right. Elephants in the room. We've been going back and forth on concepts prior to this interview on nuances, which is very important. I really want people to 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 understand this. That could you explain the difference between customer support, CX, which is typically customer experience, and then customer success. Mm-hmm. They're all three different concepts, right?
0: Yes, and and um excited to talk about buzzwords and and, uh, how people still see customer success as a buzzword. And I think they also saw AI as a buzzword right up until recently. And then (sighs) ChatGPT finally showed some power behind it, right? Turning the buzzword into into something sustainable. So uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here a bit, but let's take it from the top. Customer experience is just kind of the full experience that your client has or your visitors have with your website. So that really goes beyond a department of customer experience or a customer support team. Um, That's marketing, that's product, that's the true uh, experience of uh, someone going through your website, through your service, right? So that to me encompasses everything. Um, and then you have customer support, which is a bit more traditional, a bit more reactive in my view. And I also think it's a solved problem. I don't want to undermine how difficult it is to offer excellent customer support. i managed customer support teams uh, over the last 10 years. I was a customer support agent for for a few years before that. So I know how hard it is to set it up. I know how hard it is to do it, but it is solved, right? Get multi-channel, take all of your channels in one place, set up a a strong support team, have good internal procedures, uh, set up your FAQ, set up your help center, Uh, maybe create some responders in there, maybe a a chat bot. And then you're kind of trying to find this match between first response time, you can be fast and then quality, customer satisfaction rating, right? So if you can be fast, have high quality, and then you have everything in place, you can get there. So it might take a while, but you can get there. Solve customer support, anything that's reactive um, can can be fixed, right? Any problems, any questions, uh, you you have it done. Uh, And that's where customer success comes in, right? Is it just an interaction uh, that happens in a bubble? You get a request and your support team fixes it. Is that enough? So we, we think it is uh, customer success kind of takes that interaction and wants to get to the root of it. Who is this person? What problem do they have? Why? How did they get on our website? And what can we do to get them to come again and build a relationship with them? So it's really, to me, customer success is identifying the true needs of your customers, and then expanding that relationship uh, by really understanding them.
1: So CX is the entire experience. Support is reactive, fixing issues. When you know she hits a fan, it needs to be fixed, put in our fires. Success, from what I'm hearing you say, is understanding the customer and their needs and, and seeing, okay, how can, can this be improved? How can they come back again? what happened so is is that right or yeah i think it's okay right so with success what key metrics do you look at from the explanation it sounds very qualitative i'm sure it's quantitative because Mm -hmm. you need to sort of apply it at scale how should merchants sort of approach customer success
0: Mm yeah and i think there's uh, a tiny bit of overlap right and i and actually even in my 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 own job right with with my customer support and customer su- success teams i do run a lot of meetings together customer success managers with support agents uh, at the same time right so to me that overlap might be even a csat and an nps survey right so you might want to learn about the quality of your interaction with your support team but also uh, how does that person feel about the product uh, or the service that that you're selling, right? So um, those survey metrics, uh, those those MPS scores uh, start kind of becoming those, uh, the first customer success metrics that you you could be looking at, Mm -hmm. but then it heavily goes outside of customer support with even sales. You can increase sales with customer success, right? Right. That's where you're identifying opportunities within a support interaction and upselling um, your visitor or... uh, or cross-selling, or or doing any type of lead generation activity. Um, so now you have a, a plain support interaction that turned into something that generates revenue. So I do think you can you can have revenue metrics for customer success. And of course, um, traditionally, I, I come from a software as a service background, so retention and churn is huge. So you can you can apply some of the learnings from customer success in SaaS and in customer success in e-commerce.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. So. so with with customer success it's it's also looking at you know the unknown the unknown shopper and you know they might have questions for instance they might be like you know i tend to to ask questions you know sometimes on 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 e-commerce experiences that i have um just because i'm i might have shipping concerns or i might have you know product quality concerns or just usage concerns and i'm speaking to someone you know live chatting with them Interacting with them, um, you would say that that's a customer success, um, you know, activity, right? As compared to a customer support, which customer support is essentially supporting an existing customer, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, again, a bit of overlap, and and mm-hmm. for example, there are tools like ours that that leverage both. So now you have a client about to to ask about their shipping issue and you can wait for the question and respond to it, which is more traditional reactive customer support, or the system can detect that they have an open order with a shipping delay. So it can even automatically uh, uh, respond and say that, hey, uh, you're probably asking about this order and uh, it is delayed, right? Do you need more Mm -hmm. help? So that does kind of (laughs) blend the customer support, customer success um, uh, kind of, um, aspect behind it, but the the point is, what what about the visitor interaction? How do they feel? Do mm. they feel the difference uh, of not having to chase down an answer and just understanding? Oh, this company knows me; they know what what I need, and um, they're here for me.
1: Interesting. With regards to resolution, you know, coming resolution solutions as well as pre-sale inquiries, what does the data suggest in terms of? communication channels in in e-commerce? Are customers or shoppers gravitating more towards instant chat for instant feedback so they can make decisions or, you know, get get information? Or are they willing for typically the drag with email? I, I use, you know, I, I recently purchased a Flask. I went back to I had issues with leakage and email is just slow. Now, obviously, it might be just their their issues with customer support in terms of their resolution times, but but what does the data show in terms of from a convenient standpoint? Where are customers actually interacting with brands? Where do they feel most convenient? Their sports a choice, you know, but um, where 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 do you see a lot of um, customers actually use what what channels?
0: Yeah, we, we, we talk about this a lot with our clients, and uh, the, the short answer is clearly live chat. People want to talk instantly, and and. Um, I'm kind of being fully transparent here that they they want to talk to a real person. That's still a big thing in the the space right now. Uh, We have uh, obviously very powerful chatbots and now with ChatGPT out as well that there's like, I think, solid technology that can automate this, but there's still a stigma against it. So I I would say that the channel is live chat, talking to a real person, getting an answer quickly, and it is mimicking the real life experience, right? You go to the store. Mm -hmm. You expect to find a person. And uh, we, we hear about this constantly. Uh, we want to, to have the real life in-store experience online, and we're afraid that the chatbot can't do it. And, and I think that uh, the reason why is that we've all seen a bunch of very underwhelming chatbots going <laughs> online and we know how, how wrong it can go, but it can also go right if you, if you do it correctly.
1: Let's take a short pause to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. <laughs> If you're looking to take your e-commerce growth to the next level, I highly recommend checking out Recharge for your recurring payments and subscription management needs. With Recharge, you'll be able to streamline your recurring payments, create predictability and even further automate your business. So don't wait. Get started with the subscription platform trusted by over 50 million subscribers across the world. Try Recharge today and see how it can help you retain your customers and grow your business. So head over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. What about availability? So not every team has the ability to be available every 20, you know, for 24 hours and you know so with chats that there's an availability mm-hmm. challenge or requirement for it to work really well
0: i i think i need you on on my sales team because that's what <laughs> we do uh when, when we pitch it because that's the inevitable <laughs> conversation that happens so um people want that real life experience personalized experience they have agents and they can do it and then we ask them what about on the weekend and more often than not they don't have people on the weekend that are online what about during the night and that's the same issue and what about for repetitive questions right you get the same question every time it's truly um wasteful for everyone if uh, you just go in with a generic answer so all of these cases um go go to the chatbot right so mm-hmm. now you can create a chatbot that can at least if if even if you have 24-7 availability, at the very least, the chatbot can route questions to the right people, right? They can answer the most basic questions. And I think everyone um, agrees that you want to get an instant answer. And if a chatbot can deliver it, that, that's that's still really good. You don't have to talk to the real person.
1: From an agent perspective, is is, is there what interfaces, do they, do, do they log into a, a Tidio app? Um, how, let's say I want to give you know, our our team, you know, team of three CX or CS, um, you know, support agents, um, you know, TDO access. So on a weekend, let's say they're, you know, um, that something pops up. How, how do they relate with customers if they're not necessarily at their desk?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the full spectrum of it. So you, you go into the dashboard where we have the connection. So you have the live chat, we have ticketing, we have multi-channel. So we connect to your Instagram, to your Facebook, to your, mm. um, to, to your email, and of course on your website as well. So you know for sure that all of the conversations land in, in the dashboard, so you can see them there. And you also know for sure that they are tied together, right? So if someone reacts mm. on Instagram, you can see full conversation, not just uh, like a standalone uh, question, but the history of, of the conversation with that person. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can answer directly. Uh, you can uh, do it from your mobile phone. We have uh, our, our TDO mobile app as well. So if you're on the run, if, if yep. you're just getting started and, and of course you really want to be there and people get very excited with their first few clients, you might just <laughs> want, to, uh, want to answer from your phone, wherever you might be. Yep. And then is where you start kind of working with with the chatbot right okay these these are my working hours if i'm offline then the chatbot comes in but if mm-hmm. i'm online i can just answer myself and okay. um yeah so so that that's kind of how that dashboard experience works
1: yeah super interesting I, I didn't know there was a mobile app but boy, it's it's so convenient to have a mobile app I remember when I was so excited about Shopify I um, had my first store <laughs> and I had the app and it would just give me the 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 ching ching I just love those notifications right and 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 knowing that you know someone on the other side it needs your help and you know it pops up on your phone you, you do the same if you would like a WhatsApp you know somebody reached out your friend or you know, um a, a client reach out to you on WhatsApp, you will respond. So so that's amazing that there's a TDO, you know, app right there. And and here Yeah, sorry to
0: interrupt you. And and here's a big thing as well, right? Because that's exactly what happens. But the the thing that I I see the most and pains me the most when I talk to our clients is when they get their first visitors, it's gonna take a while until they get their first interaction, right? So mm-hmm. you you should be very excited when you get your first visitor on, on your new online store when you get the, your 10th your 100 visitor but it's gonna take a bit until you get your first order and the first interaction, right? So mm-hmm. with, with with our platform, you can actually see your active visitors on the site. So you can kind of snoop around and see, oh, this is the first visitor. Maybe uh, they don't have a question, but maybe I can reach out to them, right? Mm. Uh, maybe they, they spent more than five minutes on this product page. I'm just gonna start the chat myself and type something in and mm-hmm. ask them uh, if they need any help, right? So we really feel like people are spending a lot of effort into bringing that traffic. And of course, a, a, small percentage of it has intent to talk to the support team, mm-hmm. but most of them are browsing and won't really reach out to you. So that's your time to maybe reach out to them, um, and, uh, and interact. And, and, uh, it actually goes even way beyond that because you don't even have to be, uh, kind of interface and, and pop out and, and say something. You can just tag them maybe for the next time, right? This visitor, uh, came in. So next time when they come, come again, I'm going to know that it's their second visit. Uh, Mm -hmm. so a lot of the chatbot automation work actually happens on the back end without the client seeing anything or knowing, and it just kind of feeds your customer profile. So, so you understand your user base a bit better. This customer spent a lot of time on this page. This customer came in for the fourth time. Mm Um, this customer is coming from this location. So a lot of it is just kind of building that customer visitor profile. Um, so, uh, you know, who's on your website and learn from
1: them. Uh, that That's interesting. What about the other piece of like ticketing? So there's an issue. I mm-hmm. reach out to you. My order is meant to come in today. It's not here. We've tracked it. It seems to be stock. That's a ticket. What happened? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, so within the same da- dashboard, in our case, uh, we we convert chats, uh, live chat, into tickets, right? That's, in many ways, the escalation method, right? Um, um, not, despite our best efforts, not everything can be handled on the spot. So when you want to have um, um, kind of the ability to go back to a ticket, you just turn the chat into a ticket uh, and, um, and you can even do the opposite and um, turn the, the ticket conversation into a chat. So everything still stays in the same panel. So you still are getting even this profile of customer interactions um, that uh, has nice timeline that you can uh, go back to.
1: Okay, so what I'm getting now is that Tidio is an alternative to typical customer support platforms with the ability to, to interact one-to-one through its chatting, chatting system.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We okay. cover everything.
1: Okay, interesting, interesting. I have another question around customer success. Um, the different types of merchants that listen to the show, the merchants who are starting out—they're processing just about 1,000 a thousand orders a month. You know, um, which is which. I'd say they're in the one million or so revenue mark. You have some processing five thousand orders a month. I put them in the five million bracket, and you have others <coughs> processing ten plus thousand orders a month. I will put them in the ten million plus. So, in these brackets, how? And, and, and I'm sure you guys have customers in, in each of these brackets. How, what are the best practices for customer success for, for these, you know, caliber of teams, 1,000, 5,000 orders and 10,000 10, orders? How many issues, how many interactions rather, let's not, let's not be negative mm-hmm. with issues. How many interactions should they expect and, you know, how, how should they sort of structure their teams, structure their processes in order to maximize this, you know their MPS scores, and you know, and, and just just be the best they can from a CCS standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think
0: you, you'd be surprised to see we, we we do get people that before Tideo they only had the contact us button. You go to contact us, you click on an email address, it opens your Outlook or something. So um, <laughs> then they, they turn on Tideo and and. You, you get like massive volume almost in instantly right so uh, you don't even know how to, how to how to stop it right so um i think at the beginning there's always an operation person and it just might be you the only person dealing with with everything but uh that means that you're now the of customer experience you're the operations person and you have to do it and i'm also curious to know your thoughts because i know that this is your background as well but i feel like at at the beginning you you have to have someone to set it up and it might be you and that's okay and uh, volume fluctuates of course for most people it is low at the beginning so you that kind of gives you the luxury of time and and maybe you can set up something set up some automations and um, think about kind of the the structure of your support system right and then, of course, whenever an interaction pops up, that's an opportunity for a sale. Uh, so you can throw in some customers as well. But, uh, that, that's kind of small businesses just getting started. They have a bit of the luxury of time. Um, they, they do need to have some type of operational work behind it to, to set everything up. And, uh, then they, they just wait. And of course, it's so important when you hit hit that, uh, that notification, right? Because every sale counts. So now is not the time to, to, to miss a sale. And um, that, that's kind of why we even have this notify operator system, uh, notify the team when someone important is on, on your website. Yeah. Uh, so, so you can really set it up in, in many different ways to make the most of the, the small traffic that you have. Yeah. So I think that, that, that kind of covers this, this small segment, right? And then you go into the middle, and um, maybe, I, I, I'm not sure how, how you want to call it, maybe kind of the scale of part of, of the business, right? Um, and uh, that's when you will actually get the first team members, operators, people that, that can actually do this for you, right? So you, you might have your first operators. And uh, we actually have had a, a pretty nice story that's not officially out yet uh, of how we did it uh, as you we were scaling and how we got to up to 10 support agents. And then the volume kept growing and it actually doubled. Uh, but we didn't have to hire 20 support agents. So uh, for, for a while, we stopped at around 10, uh, despite the the volume doubling, because we managed to create chatbots that were basically assistance to, to each support person. Mm. So for every support person, the chatbot uh, took 50% of that volume, Um, It took us about three months to set it up. So I I, I don't want to to recognize that it's considerable uh, time. And um, still, the need of an operations person, maybe a dedicated operations person at this point, is is crucial. Uh, But for us, it saved uh, like double the headcount. And uh, the chatbot itself does uh, as much work as 10 support uh, agents. Uh, uh, That's what we had at the time. Now we have a bit more. And the volume has increased even even larger. But uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, super interesting. When you mentioned an assistant through the chatbot, I don't know. I've I've read. I've either journaled this or I've posted this to social media, whereby I've said like this chat GPT error or you know tool should be an assistant in your organization you know whether it's for copywriting whether it's for for cx whether it's for writing cold emails every employee should have chat gpt a use case for chat gpt to improve and increase their productivity mm-hmm. and you just mentioned in the fact that you you know it took you two months to, to build it out for these 10 employees but they're the productivity has doubled essentially because they don't have that availability there's some there's you know some some bot there helping ai bot helping to so it's profound in, in in that sense what you just said what about the scale you know you're you're now really ultra scaling you're doing 10 50,000 orders a, mm-hmm. a month what should your cs look like um, and availability and and i know this is very nuanced you know some you know a a merchant selling furniture would have a completely use case to a merchant selling say protein shakes i i I understand that but um how 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 does customer success actually change at at that scale in in e-commerce
0: yeah and, and also this is where it starts to really matter, right? Uh, I mean, um, the, a 1% increase in, in conversion rate at that scale can really have an impact on your ROI, right? I, I, I really like this part of, of any business, right? As they get there and when they are there, because we know that uh, we, we can go in, make a, a small change and make a massive ROI impact, uh, get them to sell a lot more. So uh, it's a lot of strategy. I, I feel like this is where you have a lot of strategy. This is how, where you have a lot of, trial and error, uh, you can think about kind of the old days of A-B testing, uh, um, just pure conversion optimization, because at the end of the day, that's kind of what you're doing with uh, with kind of building, even if you want to stay in the chatbot space, even using the chatbots and uh, kind of automation uh, to your advantage. So I, I want to give some even specific examples, right? The difference between now that you have a, a large book of business, you have a large uh, set of, of customers and, and former visitors on your website, uh, when they jump in and they have an interaction, there should be some type of internal notification for your support agents or your live support agents saying that this Client has purchased this product before, or this client ha- is returning for for uh, for the, the third time, right? And this is all of that hidden automation that, that people don't really talk about. If I, if I start talking about chatbots, everyone believes that it, it's a some type of pop-up, right, or something mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> where you type in, please take me to a real person, or I want to talk to a live agent. That's not it. Uh, I I would venture to say that I don't have the f- the full data, but I would say that at least half of our automation is actually hidden, and at scale, it makes that that impact. So, still, you have to have your support agents, you have to have the operations person, and you might get into strategy quite a bit, so you can uh, properly set up uh, these chatbots. On our plan, TDO+, Plus, we do it for our clients, so they don't they can skip the the learning curve uh, and mm-hmm. they can just uh, get to the results.
1: So, what I'm I'm hearing from from what you just said is this is context. It's it's really about getting deeper on who we're we speaking with. You know, a lady walks into a, say, a, you know, a, a, a yoga outfit store and um, she fits the profile of, you know, someone who's going to, well, who's, who's, who's purchased in the past, you know, who purchased. And, and so that familiarity from the, you know, from, 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 from your support person or your sales rep essentially has to be there, you know, in a store environment. And, and so you just usher how to, to, you just do what she expects you to do, whether it's to leave her alone till she asks you a question or, you know, you reach out to her and, you know, say, hello, how, you know, what are you looking for and all of that stuff. So there's that context, right? Yeah. You need to sort of implement when you're scaling and, and yeah. that should help you, sort of help them faster so you can Mm. get into the next one and increases your efficiency.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's things that you don't even think about. Like, are they visiting from mobile or from their desktop, right? Maybe she's on her way to yoga uh, are you going to maybe drop the pleasantries, just give her the order number, whatever she's looking for. If she, mm-hmm. she's uh, she's um, in the car or she's in a, on a bus or something, so she's probably trying to make this interaction fast. So if you have that information, if you identify the, a cohort of users that are always on the run, uh, maybe you want to slightly adjust the customer experience for them. Uh, if they're on a browser, on their desktop, on their computer at home, Now's the time to maybe take take your time and, and uh, do like a deeper interaction. So mm. um, it's small things like this, but you you start noticing behavior patterns. You ha- start noticing segments when you have the traffic, when you have the volume. So at scale, every comes everything becomes a bit more powerful. The impact is a bit uh, bigger, right? And the ROI can can be massive. So that's why mm. this kind of this scale, <laughs> the, the the full scale um, segment of our users, our clients get really a lot of value, and uh, I really enjoy kind of. Working with
1: them on these projects. Super interesting, super interesting. Thank you, thank you for that, Maris. Let's speak to Chat GPT and an AI powered tech. I I put together uh, in my predictions episode one one of the first episodes this year. I, I I was like, there is a need for store owners to have right now in the Shopify ecosystem with the with the power of the APIs. To have AI connect to first party data within Shopify. So this AI bot is essentially aware of all of the orders, their statuses, all of your customer information. And, you know, at the snap of a finger, you can either query it and say, you know, who's ordered you know, over $200 today and it just makes you agile it's it's almost like a query engine and on the one hand mm-hmm. and it also is for from a chatbot or a customer success perspective just make your chatbot cleverer mm-hmm. so your chatbot is also able to know okay this person has purchased from us seven times in the last 12 months they are a vip customer and so there's a Better turnkey solution, especially if there's no agent, or when they're about to handle hand over to an agent, they give it give that agent that context. And the experience for that person is totally different to someone who's just exploring and researching and trying to figure out, you know, what to do. Do you agree, or have I left certain bits out of that use case? Um, I think that
0: our uh even more use cases, of course, and uh, but I think you covered it quite well. And um, I, so it seems like you agree, right? It, it, it's finally happening. It's not a buzzword anymore. I, I think it's very hard to deny at this point. And what we're gonna see moving forward, I think it's really gonna so- solidify the power of AI used correctly, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, we're doing a bit of that. We we, we have um, five AI features already. So uh, we, we started a bit earlier, uh, like, uh, almost two years ago, I believe, with, with the, the first AI features. Um, and um, that there are some that are almost perfect for, for what you would need, right? Um, think about support teams and um, just regular questions, right? Uh, where do you go as a support agent? You, you go to your internal lo- knowledge base, or in a lot of cases, you might even have the article in the public help center. So it's probably one of the two, I would say, like, uh, we, we probably see like over 90% of questions are questions that exist somewhere in the either external or internal knowledge base. With just standard NLP model um, AI, uh, you can have the the, the chatbot learn your internal knowledge base, learn your external help center, uh, pick up on on the answers, and it's 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 perfect. in in, in many interactions, it's just perfect. It gives the perfect answer quickly. It doesn't send your client on a wild goose chase with a link, it doesn't have to do that. And uh, you've seen ChatGPT and how precise it can be with the answer if it has the knowledge. So uh, we have kind of this trigger called visitor says, so uh, the client doesn't have to take the responsibility of asking the perfect question. We Mm -hmm. identify questions regardless of how you ask them, you can have spelling errors, you can ask it in 10 different ways. The chatbot would recognize what you're talking about and give you the the proper answer at the the right time. And this is actually like our core AI feature that we had for quite some time. And we're working on some really advanced stuff already. And and I can share some with you.
1: That's that's incredible because that product expertise, product awareness, especially for merchants selling somewhat complex or, you know, Mm. complex or hard to use products, products that need instructions. If the AI is able to just go through, cut through all the chase, understand, go through the manuals, it'd be so helpful. And what do you think about the future of the C, C the, the customer, you know, success and customer support teams? Are they going to shrink off <clears> the back <throat> of AI? You know, it's, it, with Chat GPT, the the ability for it to to be really articulate, you know, based on the data set it's it's referencing is just incredible. What how do you think it's going to impact on on, on Chat, particularly now in 2023, where you know margins are being hit by inflation? You know, um, what what are your thoughts there?
0: Yeah, I, I like this scaling without having to scale the team right you're scaling Mm. revenue, you're getting more orders but you don't have to grow the team and this is kind of exactly what we did with with my example with our team getting to like support members and then the company doubling tripling in size uh, without having to hire additional support people right and for that even like this is maybe the more conservative uh, approach but i think it's valid and i think people are are right to do so uh we have a feature that, that we call the magic wand so instead of just Using the chatbot to give the answer and have a full AI interaction. We have the support agents type in an answer and then use the magic wand to get a suggestion from the AI or uh, rephrase the question even yeah. uh, or the answer. So, so we uh, we believe that that's like a very nice baby step towards yeah. the, the solution. Uh, yeah. And even and we we were playing around with like um, writing a, a really. Quick answer: No, we ha- we don't have no, we don't have the product. And then you click on the magic wand, and it says, "I'm sorry for the inconvenience. It looks like we don't have the product in the stock right now. Yep. We th- we're gonna get it on this date." And then uh, you turn the, uh, a one minute interaction into a five second interaction. Yep. And You just click send, and and your support team uh, is now supercharged and 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 can handle. A lot more requests, you have the the confidence that it, the answers are still perfect of course they they can edit the answer uh, before they choose to send so I really think it's just gonna increase the the scale of of what does what person some kind of it
1: it it takes me to two questions one is tone of voice mm. so some brands you know if if you're buying from Kylie cosmetics, it's a totally different experience than if you're buying from Tesla, just just mm. two <laughs> extremes right um so The AI, does it adapt to tone of voice? yeah so
0: again we we've been playing around with the uh, so we we do use chat gpt for this and we've been playing around ah, with the quite a bit. So, wow, yeah, yeah of we, so we, we we have the full connection we actually have our, <laughs> our own ai models as well but we also leverage their oh, platform wow. so okay. we, we have the full power of what you see in all of those uh tiktok videos online uh and what we were playing around with was like respond in rap form so we, we did have like a bunch of internal rap responses uh, so uh of course you, you can give it the own, but I do think you need to get to like, uh, of course, our, our larger clients to have their own yeah. brand voice. They 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 do yeah. have that. So we uh, we are working on kind of training the model to recognize. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's kind of using your own internal answers, internal knowledge base. So then yeah. you can really find your voice. Right now, it can do like different types of voices. Of course, it can make the, the message friendlier, or it can make the the message more exciting or, yeah. or shorter. So that's that's straightforward. And then as you go into very specific brand tone, I think we'd we'll get there. So uh,
1: yeah. I, I ran a, a woman's brand. you know one of my experiments back in the d- in the day, a woman's fashion brand. Mm-hmm. and we were we we're processing like 100 orders a day with, with, with that brand. And one thing I noticed, because we're speak we we're we're, were we're targeting, initially we were targeting 18 to 24 year olds and we first realized that, the, you know, 18 to 24 year olds are broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have much money. They want to buy like $20 dresses, right? So we started to look at the more, um, but the interesting thing is at that demographic, there's a certain way we had to talk to, to mm-hmm. just get them, hey, yeah, yay, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. and. Uh, the, the brand was was even called Miss Slay, you know, Slay and all that stuff. And um, we then moved on to the 30 plus demographic and started to sell like bandage dresses, you know, dresses that you'd use for a date, you know, when you're looking for maybe your partner for life, you know, those kind of dresses or you you have a, you know, an event, you know, like a, a gala or whatever. And, and, you know, AOV grew and, and we had to also change our tone of voice. I think yeah that 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 would be interesting. The the other use cases, if like you have resources for customer service that are, um, yeah. So I'll give you the example again. I just need to go back to that story. And, and so we had this amazing customer support rep. Her name was Mariana, and she was in the Philippines. And she got the culture. She mm-hmm. she got because she used to. She was like a social media she loved she knew all the celebrities and all all the you know all the female influencers, so she got that tone of voice and when she she left us it, it really left a gap in sort mm. of the communication because that was a tone of voice we really wanted to to connect with and I guess if you then have something like the magic wand feature in in tidio. You're able to sort of normalize anybody's tone of voice from um, whether you're you have offshore, you know, resources or even inshore, and they just don't get the tone of voice per se, and you know, kind of normalize it. And what do you think about that use case?
0: Yeah, and it's all about the volume again, right? So you have enough mm-hmm. volume, you have enough conversations, and then you can trade the model. And I do think it's the still that two stage approach, right? And, and mm-hmm. the first stage is. Freeing up some time for Mariana to to kind of work in her zone of genius. Uh, yep. She can she can really work with clients, talk to clients, and then when she has to answer like a boring support question, she can use the Magic One, send the answer, and that, that's fine. Uh, the Magic One might even work in her own voice anyway, so uh, you you all know the difference. Mm-hmm. But uh, she can spend more of her time kind of doing what she likes and kind of talking to clients and really understanding them. And we also noticed that right, we're freeing up some time for our support team, and now we have suddenly we have like a one or two support people that are. Masters at lead generation, they they notice that this client, okay, they have a question and we I, I fixed the problem, but they could do much more on TDO Plus. Let me let me send them to the sales team. And before you know it, we're getting leads for the sales team from mm. support interactions. But before talking to two people at the same time, three people at the same time, you don't have time to really think about, mm. okay, we fixed the problem, but they actually need a, a, an implementation specialist here so we can build a stronger chatbot for them. So let me send them to TDO+. So a lot of these things didn't happen before because we didn't have the time, like, you know, how support uh, agents are uh, when, when they have to multitask, it, it's really difficult. Uh, so we're filling up the time and uh, they can do a bit, a bit of both. And of course, stage two is is having kind of the AI to do some of that work as well.
1: Amazing, interesting. I'll just add to say that live chat is the most underrated customer acquisition channel you know, brands are not leveraging enough, I have to say, because a lot of people have questions. I, I just, I, yeah, it, it's, it's so important not to delay that instant gratification people have, because people have, they're ready with their credit cards from, from my experience, you know, as in, and especially in fashion and like, would this fit, would this dress fit? I'm, you know, with, and they they'll have read the description, but they just don't want to go back and forth. Right. And and they just need that answer and and that answer and then you could upsell you could give them a, a voucher you could there's so much stuff you you could do off the back of um, live chat because you you have that opportunity to speak to them one one on one you know live okay final question I have to wrap this up is what are your suggestions or what's your advice to e-commerce brands 2023 for most in most sectors there there are many headwinds just customer you know um just customer demand is is you know a bit suppressed a bit not necessarily in in every sector how should merchants navigate operators navigate through uh, navigate growth through customer success in twenty twenty three
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it goes back to to what we talked about, I think, at the beginning as well, because it is about making the most of of your traffic, right? You're you're getting that that traffic, and and I I still have a hope that uh, usually it's high-intent traffic that you're getting. Maybe uh, marketing teams, of course, um, are are doing their best to do that. But um, in, in my experience with clients, you would be surprised to see kind of that relationship between traffic and and sales, right? We have a bunch of clients that have kind of mid-level traffic, but incredible sales, you would be shocked or surprised to see how how, how much they they are able to sell sell by getting the very high-intent traffic and then turning more of their visitors into buyers by triggering the right chatbot at the right time, if you want to put it that way. But um, building that, that nice, Flow of understanding. Uh, let's see what we were able to bring on the website, and then uh, what they're looking for, and if we can, if we can give them that. I think, I think that's critical. So for that, you don't need the volume. You you can survive the headwind. I think there is a wave now with with, uh, with uh, ChatGPT and kind of the advancements in technology. So you do have to make the most of what what you have. Right. So it's not about bringing even more people to your website, bringing the right people, and then uh, leveraging technology in the right way to, to get the job done.
1: Amazing, incredible stuff, incredible stuff. Marius, we could go on and on and <coughs> on, but it's it's been an incredible conversation I've had with you, Mary Laza from Tidio. Thank you for coming on the 2X Ecommerce podcast. Thanks for
0: having me, it was great. Yes.